So um, let's go to Luke, Luke 19, 1 through 10. If you got to say amen. If you don't, say help me, Jesus. I think they got it on the screen, too. So he entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you, God. Just thank you for another day. God, we ask you, Father God, as we spend just a few moments in your word, Father God, to open up our ears, open up our hearts, God, that we'll be able to receive everything that you have for us, God. God, I, I even ask you to touch me, Father God, your servant, God. God, use me, Father God, as you increase, God, I decrease. As I step down, Father God, you step up. All of you, God, and none of me. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So now we have this rich man here by the name of Zacchaeus. But I, I think a lot of us, um, even those who've been living for a while, we all know that um, um, money doesn't really solve everything. Right? Money, 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 money. You know, it solves some problems, true enough, but it's not that it's not the answer to everything. And um, so young people, I want y'all to know y'all y'all see all these people on um social media and on TV and all that good stuff. Um, and it looks like everything is peaches and cream. But uh everything is not always peaches and cream. Uh even even Biggie even said it right in the song. He said, the more money we come across, the more problems we we see. So so money isn't everything in here in the text. Even Zacchaeus, the Bible said that he was a rich man, but just because he was rich doesn't mean that his heart was satisfied. His heart wasn't satisfied. And so evidently, evidently uh, his heart wasn't satisfied. And right from the text, this is, you know, as me studying and looking at the text, I believe that Zacchaeus, he had a void. I believe that he had a void that needed to be filled, and that is what caused him to seek after Jesus. There's something in me, but I just, you know, there's something missing. There's something missing. And evidently, it was a crowd, and everybody knows that Jesus was everywhere around that time, so he must have heard about this man. 
named Jesus, like, I have to see him. I have to see him. And so the Bible, the Bible states that, um, that he couldn't see because he was small in stature. And the crowd was blocking him. So, so we, got the, we got these people, and he was short. So they say that he was short, you know, and he couldn't see behind the people. But when you look at the definition of, of stature, it has two meanings. It has height, and it also is a level of importance or reputation gained by achievement. So now we're talking about Jesus and culture, right? So we go, we go, we go fast forward to 2018. 2018. So just like the crowd was a hindrance to Zacchaeus, this is the first question. Could it be that the church is hindering those who genuinely seek God because of their culture stature? So, you know, we have rap artists, we have R&B artists, you know, you have some, some actors and different people who are in the entertainment world and you know, every now and then they'll do a song with a with a gospel artist. You know, they'll um, they'll mention Jesus or God in their in their speech and different things. But you know, sometimes the church tend to uh, look at them a little differently because of what they do. You sing about this, you do that. Just like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg currently has a a gospel album, which is pretty dope, by the way. I love it. I love it. But Snoop Dogg, everybody knows he's a game banger, LBC, you know? Then he smokes weed a lot. A whole lot. And then you got these R&B artists like Usher. Usher, he, he really announced Jesus as his Lord and Savior. But he talks about stuff that grown people do, you know? But, but we look at them as if they don't have problems. Or they are not in need of a savior. Because I know for me, my family can attest to it. It was at one point where everybody was a part of Illuminati. I didn't care on the commercials, on every show. Listen, I could go to the gas station like, nope, I've seen that symbol. I think it's part of Illuminati. Everything. But a lot of times, we try to block these people from receiving, from seeking God, just like the crowd did with Zacchaeus. The crowd blocked them from seeing Jesus. And a lot of times we do that with these people because of what they do, because of their cultural stature. So then the Bible says in uh, verse 4, it says, so he ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. There it is. It's just a little quick observation. He was so desperate to see Christ, he climbed into a tree. He was so desperate that he climbed into a tree. Listen, because of Zacchaeus' status in the city, this gesture was labeled as undignified. He was a tax collector, so he was well known. He was a rich man. Just picture if a rich man came climbing into a tree just to see what we was doing inside the church. We would look at him like, bro, just come on, just... Come on in. But it was, it was labeled as undignified to do so. So let me, let, me, let me give you this point right here. Never be too prideful to do what it takes to get God's attention. If we could be honest, some of us don't want to lift our hands. 
Some of us don't want to open our mouths because uh, that's a little bit too much. But hold on. If you're trying to get to where you're trying to go, listen, I'm going to do whatever it takes. If I got to scream at the top of my lungs, if I, if I got to be here before Bishop get here, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get his attention. I'm going to pray a little harder. I'm going to fast a little longer. I'm going to study a little longer. I'm going to pray not for five minutes, but maybe about two hours. I have to, don't be too prideful to do what it takes to get God's attention. Verse five and six, and it says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. So out of, out of the Pharisees, out of the Sadducees, and this and his large crowd that was around, Jesus point out, points out Zacchaeus. Out of everybody, out of everybody, he said, yo, Zacchaeus, today I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to your house. So now this, this right here, can, it can apply to any demographic, any, any demographic, but especially for the young people. Rather than trying to get them to come to his house, we must figure out how to get Jesus in their house. I'm going to say it again. Rather than trying to get them to come to his house, we must figure out how to get Jesus in their house. When I mean house, I mean hearts, mind, and soul. So we must, you know, a lot of times we look at the young people it's like, you know what, they need to be in church. They going, they, all this stuff going on, but they need to be in church. But maybe we need to find more strategic ways to get Jesus in their heart. Because the thing is, once they come in, once we get them, once we get Jesus in their heart, it ain't no problem coming inside the house. So we as a church must try to figure out how to get Jesus in their heart. Because inviting people to church is not always going to work. It's, it's, it's not going to always work, so we have to strive to get Jesus in their hearts. And verse 7 says, and when they saw it, they all grumbled. And he has gone into the guest of a man who was a sinner. So y'all know how this is. You know, all these people are starting to complain. Both the religious, the religious elite and the common people, they did not understand and in their blind pride refused to see the true purpose Jesus had in visiting Zacchaeus. I believe this is, this is one of the problems that we have in the church today. Because it seems as if the church has a bigger issue with sin than Jesus does. I'm going to say it again. It seems as if the church has a bigger issue with sin than Jesus does. Jesus, he's not challenged by the sin of the culture because he's the answer and he can correct all of them. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. Jesus is not challenged by the sins of the culture because he is the answer and is able to correct them all. So a lot of times we can't talk about people who go in dark areas. Even though us at the church what you doing over there with them? 
or why did you go there? Not even knowing the assignment. I, I, I'm not drinking with them. I'm not even, I'm not even dancing, bruh. I'm just here on the assignment. My presence is enough. Ah, that's good. My presence is enough because of who's living in me. So don't talk bad about people who are in dark areas because you never know the plan or the assignment that God has for that individual. These people were complaining. Jesus is going in there with the sinner. And now I'm the answer. I'm the answer. Because of him, he's going to get better because of me. Listen, the amazing thing about it is, just like if we was to be around sinners, you know, or people who are non-believers, and we don't really do what they do, you know, they're going to eventually start seeing that. Hold on, there's something different about you. Because when, man, we be cussing, and you, when you talk, you don't even cuss. Or when we drinking, man, you don't even drink. But people ask me all the time, like, bro, like, if, um, if we drink some wine, are, are you going to drink some? <laughs> I don't have nothing against it, but it's just not me. And sometimes some people feel convicted and put it up. Some people don't, you know, and I don't mind. You know, it's cool. No, be you. Be you. But eventually things will start changing. You know what? I want what you got. Because you for real with yours. And, that, and that's when you find genuine people. That's when you find genuine. Man, you a real dude. You know that? You just real. People tell me that all the time. I'm like, I'm just being me, man. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with being you. So never judge somebody who's in a dark area because you never know the work that Jesus is doing behind it. Verse number eight, and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Now, this is the thing that stood out to me. You can tell when one has been with Jesus because they become generous and just. I'm going to say it again just in case you want to write it down. You can tell when one has been with Jesus because they become generous and just. Listen, he was willi his willingness to make restitution was proof that his conversion was genuine. He came in contact with Jesus. And once he got in contact with Jesus, he began to change. He said, he said I'll give half of my goods to the poor. Generous. He didn't say, I'm going to sell it. You know, we do. Listen, hey, I'll sell it to you for $200. He didn't say that. He said, I'm going to give half of my possessions to the poor. And then he was just. He said, if I have defraud anyone of anything, I'll restore it fourfold. With this, with this act that he did, he was, he was supposed to give one-fifth of it. But he gave fourfold. He said, I give to, I do anything. I do anything. So the thing about that, you cannot come in real contact with Jesus if there not be a change. That was a drop the mic moment right there. Because how many of us, uh oh, I'm about to get in trouble. How many of us 
came connected with Jesus but still haven't changed. I'm still doing the same thing I did 10 years ago. But I say, I, I love Jesus. I came in contact with him. He's my savior. But hold on. Where is the change? You cannot come in real contact with Jesus and there not be a change. I know I'm challenging some people's flesh, but it's total deliverance. It's total deliverance. So this is where this is where we're going to end it right here. Nine and ten. It said, and Jesus said to him, "Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost." Here it is. So here we have this man by the name of Zacchaeus who, who I believe had a void. He had a void and he did everything that he could to see Jesus. And, you know, he was the crowd. They tried to block him from seeing him. But he said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get out of myself, get out of my pride, and do what I got to do to see this man. So he goes inside the tree. So he can make, make himself known. And by him doing that, Jesus saw him. You made the effort, I'm going to meet you right where you are. I'm going to meet you right where you are. So all we got to do, just make the effort. Bishop even said it last, just show up. If you just show up, he'll meet you there. So he goes into the tree and Jesus says, hey, Zacchaeus, today is your day, bro coming to your house. You ain't got to come to my house. No, I'm going to your house. So he go to this house, and the people, they got upset. Like, man, what Jesus, what you doing in the sinner's house? Not knowing what's going on behind closed doors, that a conversion is taking place. Life, his life is being changed. So because of that, Zacchaeus, he said, so you know what? Jesus, I I sell everything. Uh, I give everything. My, my, I give half of my possessions to the poor. That's what I do. You know, I, I genuinely believe that because he was, he got rich in his spiritual, he didn't mind giving away his material. Because of what he gained, he said, you know what? I don't care about that. My soul just got saved. I could care less about that. So he gave it away. And then Jesus said, Today, salvation has come. Now, when you look at Zacchaeus and what his name means, it means pure and clean. It means pure and clean. So listen, the only way he could live up to the true meaning of his name is by getting connection to Jesus. Ah, that's so good. That's so good. So some of us today, your name is great. Your name is victory. Your name is greatness. That's your name. And some of us have been doing everything that we can. God, what is my purpose? God, show me my purpose. I just want to fulfill my purpose. 
I want to know why I'm here on earth. But I came to tell you, just like Zacchaeus, the only way to get to find out your name or live out your purpose is to get in a real connection with Jesus. That's the only way that you will find your God-given purpose is getting connected to Jesus. Your worship may have to change. Your prayer life may have to change. Your study life may have to change. You may have to get rid of some people. There's going to be some challenges to where, hey, if you got to stop doing that, and you know what, what that, that is, you're going to have to get rid of it if you say, you know what, I want a real connection. Because when you get that real connection, change is going to happen. Change is going to happen. So, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you for your word, God. God, it wasn't a long word, but it was a word that challenges God to find you. A word that, that will cause us to lose our pride to get closer to you, God. God, we even ask you right now, God, to show us the things that we have to remove. God, show us the things that we must increase that we can see you, God. And God, we ask you right now, Father God, just to continue to prepare us for the thing that you have called us to do, God. God, we love you, God, and we just want to be pleasing to you. So God, we want to hear the words just like when you said to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house. God, we want to hear you, God. So God, I even ask you right now, Father God, to prick the hearts of those who say, you know what? God, I'm ready for a real connection with you. God, this double life that I'm living, I don't want to live it no more. This life, this life of me keep keeping secrets behind the wall. I don't want to, I don't want to live that life no more, God, but I want a real genuine relationship with you. I'd open up our hearts, Father God. But you said if if any man be ashamed of you before men, God, you'll be ashamed of them for your father. So God, we love you. God, we thank you. In your son Jesus' name. Amen.